Welcome to the Moms Who Money podcast, where every week we chat about all things related to money, mom life, mindset, and spirituality. I'm your host, Eileen Joy, and I am a money and mindset coach for moms, teaching you how to confidently go from living paycheck to paycheck to making money easy. Money doesn't have to be hard. It is possible to break the chains, and I'm going to show you how. Get ready to join the Moms Who Money. Hello, and welcome back to the Moms Who Money podcast. If you're new here, welcome to the family. And if you're a regular listener, welcome back. Today, I have an amazing episode for you. Before we get started, if you love what you hear today, would you please consider sharing this episode with someone that you care about? And also share a screenshot and the link to the show on your socials. It honestly could change another woman's life if they're looking for financial help and if they didn't even know that this show even existed. The ripple effect that you have is so huge by you just simply sharing the show. So please also consider rating the show five stars if you listen on Apple iTunes or on Spotify. It will literally take you one second to do. And if you listen on Apple iTunes, you also have the ability to write a review, you know, a glowing review, so that it helps other women just like you find the show. And the more ratings and reviews, the algorithm will share the show with more women. There's just too many women out there that need help with their money and they don't know where to find the help. And so we can work together to help all the women out there to be able to get the help. This is simply another way to shift the power of money into abundance for all women. And you can do it today so simply by just sharing the show. And always remember to tag me at Eileen Joy Money Coach when you're on Instagram or Facebook or even LinkedIn so that I can see which episodes that you're loving. Thank you so much. Let's take a moment of silence for all of the people who have lost their lives and who are currently involved with the war in Israel and Palestine, no matter which side they're on. If you've been living under a rock and you haven't heard about this war, please go educate yourself today. I mean, I can't even open my phone or go online anymore without being bombarded with news from around the world with this hatred and just disgusting behavior. And it's affected me deeply. I believe that all lives matter and that everyone on this planet was put here for a reason, right? I mean, we're all uniquely wonderful humans who should have the opportunity to live life in harmony and happiness. I mean, that's what life should be about, right? Hate has been around since the beginning of time and it's never going away. And it seems like there's always some kind of group of people on this planet that are always being hated on. Why does it make people feel good to make others feel awful? I don't get it. Or even just want to kill an entire group of people just because they were born. And watching a terrorist group use their own people as human shields, murder newborn babies, children, grandparents, entire families in cold blood. I mean, I've been so emotional about this ever since October 7th when it all started. My emotions have been all over the place, like an emotional roller coaster. And I have listeners on this show who tune in from all over the world. There are so many countries that are represented here on the Moms Who Money show. And I would really like to know what it's like to see all of this happening from your vantage point from where you are in the world. 
please feel free to reach out to me in a peaceful way, of course, and and let me know because I care. You know, all lives matter and we're all affected by this in our own way. And when I was thinking about emotions, like, you know, our emotions are an important part of our human experience, right? But in times of fear, uncertainty, and stress, your emotions can have a negative impact if they're not managed well, and then you head towards that downward spiral. I know it's happened to me. It's happening to me now with all of this. It's just, I have to constantly remind myself of being mindful of how I'm feeling and how I, I have the power to shift the way that I'm feeling and shift my emotions, right? There's endless examples throughout history right? And even now with what's going on around the world where emotions have influenced some of the scariest moments like the Holocaust or even when Roe versus Wade was over overturned and, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement and the way that the LGBTQ community is treated and September 11th and, you know, the COVID pandemic. I mean, I can go on and on and on. And if you think about how emotions can bring out the darker sides of people and change the course of history. So now imagine how much impact that they can have on your own day-to-day life, right? And that, of course, includes your finances. Simply understanding how your own emotions can influence your thoughts, which obviously become your actions or maybe inaction, right? Maybe your thoughts are so scary that you don't take action, right? And that helps you to make an emotionally well-grounded financial decision. So there was a study done by Nobel Peace Prize winning psychologist Daniel Kahneman, and he showed that we make financial decisions based on 90% emotion and only 10% on logic. It's really fascinating. So Daniel Kahneman, he was born in Tel Aviv, Israel, and he studied psychology at the Hebrew University of Jerusalem. And he received his PhD from the University of California in Berkeley. He was also a lecturer and a professor of psychology at the Hebrew University. And he also held a fellowship at that university center for rationality. He was also a professor at Princeton. And he has dual citizenship in Israel and the United States. And he teaches in both places. And he's brilliant. And he studied the psychology of judgment and decision making, which led to his Nobel Prize in economic sciences for his research on what he calls prospect theory. And fun fact, he never took an economics class. So if you have a few minutes today, go Google Daniel Kahneman and read about his life. You're welcome. He's awesome. So his prospect theory is how he explains that we avoid risk when making our decisions that offer a potential gain. And then we take risks when making decisions that could lead to a certain loss. So let me give you an example. So which would you choose? Lose $900 for sure or have a 90% chance to lose $1,000? How would you choose between losing $900 or taking a 90% chance of losing $1,000? Most people would probably prefer the second option, which is the 90% chance of losing $1,000. And then you think about the risk-seeking behavior, right, in the hope to avoid the loss. 
And this is what his whole premise is based on. And it's between a known certainty or the chance of possibly keeping the money. So what does this look like in real life? It's just like gambling. Another real world example is that people who have lost money gambling are more likely to make riskier gambles to recover their losses, right? So rather than accept the certainty of their certain loss, they gamble even more money on the faith of a potential future win. So if you've been listening for a while, you know that my dad had a gambling addiction and he would keep playing and playing and playing and playing because he wanted to recover any losses that he might have had and, you know, fear that my mom would get mad, right? And he loved that dopamine rush of the chance of the possibility, right? And he also purchased lottery tickets twice a week. I'll never forget. He kept his numbers in the car and he had them in this like special plastic protector sheet. And we always used the same numbers and he would stop by the stationery store on the way home to make sure he had his tickets. And he never really won very much, but he loved playing. And I remember watching Yolanda Vega, Yolanda Vega, call the lotto numbers on TV. And we always helped my sister and I always helped my dad check his numbers when she was calling out the numbers. And we would stay up really late because I think it was like 11 p.m. or 10 p.m. I don't remember exactly, but we would be late for us and we would help him (laughs) with his numbers. You know, if you think about why do people purchase lottery tickets or even scratch-offs and then also purchase an insurance policy? right? Like what's the difference, right? Playing the lottery is to win. And in New York, the saying for lotto is you've got to be in it to win it. I I, like this phrase is ingrained in my mind, right? Every time I see the lottery, you got to be in it to win it. I mean, I've heard that saying since I was a child, you know? I mean, and if you ever gamble, it's because you want to take the risk. You don't want to believe that you're going to lose, right? You're, You're not playing to lose, you're playing to win. And then when you purchase any type of insurance policy, like medical insurance from work or a term life insurance policy that protects you and your family against risk, right? So if you get sick or you have some type of emergency or God forbid you pass away, you have that policy to help pay for that risk. But when you gamble and you win, you're usually better off than you were before. So a simple explanation of of his prospect theory is that a loss is much more emotionally significant than a gain of the same magnitude. And losses hurt more than gains that give pleasure. And we're always seeking pleasure. You know, that dopamine hit. Like when you eat food that tastes amazing, like that first morsel of ice cream or that first bite of hot and fresh New York pizza or salad. Well, salad, if I make it, then it's awesome. Salad from a restaurant, not so much, (laughs) but you get the idea. It's the same when you go retail therapy shopping, whether you're in the store or you're online, right? It's all about that dopamine. You're seeking pleasure and the more pleasure, the more dopamine. Just know that when you make a financial decision, whether it's big or small, it doesn't matter which one, right? It's You're purely making your decision using your emotions, especially fear. Instead of using logic or facts, you're most likely to make the wrong decision. It's always wrong when it's out of fear, every time. And most people, they make their financial decisions based on how they're feeling rather than being objective. So here's an example. If you really don't understand how the stock market works, 
right? You might sell your stocks when the market goes down out of fear, even if holding on to them might be the more rational choice in the long run. So remember, the stock market always goes up. It always goes down too, right? It's like a roller coaster. It goes up and down, up and down, right? But it always goes back up. Look at any chart from the last 30 years. You will see it goes down, but it's also going up at the same time. It's always going up. So think about the different emotions that you have when thinking or talking about money, right? It could be guilt, fear, shame, embarrassment, anxiety, or even excitement and happiness. Well, I mean, it depends on what exactly you're talking about with money, right? But when you close your eyes and you dig deep about how does money make you feel most of the time? What's that first answer that your gut tells you, right? When I first said, how does money make you feel most of the time? What was the first response that your body told you from your subconscious, right? That immediate answer that your mind tells you when you ask, how do I feel about money most of the time? Usually your body has an immediate response and then you ignore it, right? And then you cause yourself hours of anxious overthinking. We all do it, right? We're high achievers. We're perfectionists. We're overthinkers. We do this, right? So where do those feelings come from? Remember your money story? I think I talk about your money story every single day, right? Everything starts from your money story. And understanding your own money story is the key to healing your negative money mindset. It comes from your childhood, your own parents' money story, your environment, your culture, personal experiences, and all the money messages that you receive from the world, right? Social media, the Joneses, right? And your money story just keeps writing itself in your subconscious until you become conscious of it, and then you can start to rewrite it. And if you're telling yourself that you have a great job, you work hard, you make great money, but you feel like you've got nothing to show for it, it could be that your money story is spending your money for you. Right? It's time to take your own power back over your money and learn how to make smart money decisions, even if you're not a numbers person. You don't have to be a numbers person to take your power back over your money. You get to tell your money what to do instead of letting fear run the show. Right? This is crucial for making good money choices. When you use your emotions like fear, it could make you avoid taking necessary risks, which could actually limit your wealth building opportunities. And if you're constantly feeling anxious about your money, then you might be an excessive spender, right? And if you're making decisions out of greed, you could end up making impulsive decisions that could risk your future financial stability. One of my all-time favorite money books is called The Psychology of Money by Morgan Housel. You can get his book from your local library, and I'll put a link in the show notes with my top 10 list of money books. Remember, I've read over 300 money and mindset books. I've, I've read the book so you don't have to, but this one's a good one to read. And I work with my clients with money mindset all the time because having a negative money mindset will take you so far away from achieving your money goals and just keep you stuck in fear and anxiety for the rest of your life if you don't heal it now, right? And we have to remember that money is simply energy. It's an exchange for goods and services. You pay money to purchase clothing for yourself and your family. You pay money for food from the grocery store, right? You pay money for your house, for your car, to go to the movies, take a vacation, take a class to learn something new, or work with me as your money coach. I mean, that's it. Money is just an exchange for goods and services. 
And when you let your mind take over and start overthinking about every purchase that you're making out of fear, it could be maddening. So remember, your emotions always affect your judgment, right? And when you're being mindful of your money and your emotions, you're able to take your power back and rewrite your money story. Instead of letting your subconscious make your financial decisions, you can now become aware of what you're doing and let your mind make the conscious and logical money decisions, right? Taking the emotions out of your decisions always leads to rational choices that are aligned with your money goals. I do have to say, I do have two private money coaching spots opening up this month. So if you're ready now, if you are a woman, you've been working on yourself and you know that your next step is money, get on my calendar now. Go to my website, momswhomoney.com and sign up for a free consultation with me. We'll talk about where you are now, where you want to be, and how I can help you get there. Remember, it's momswhomoney.com. At its core, emotions aren't good or bad, right? Your goal isn't to be emotionless, right? Your goal is to understand your emotions and understand how your emotions drive your decisions, right? And that way, you can be clear, right? And have the clarity that you need about where your feelings are coming from. And then you'll be able to look at things from a realistic perspective. Remember that your emotions are temporary. I know for myself as a manifesting generator with an emotional authority, my roller coaster of emotions is insane, right? So I have all of these emotions that go in this cycle. I, I could be like happy one minute and sad the next and then feeling anxious another and like they just go bing, 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 right? You know, emotions are temporary, right? They're a moment of time. And if you're making a financial decision when you're feeling anxious or scared or some type of negative feeling, the impact of your financial decisions can be permanently damaging and very challenging to change, right? So that's why your awareness of your emotions in the moment is crucial when it comes to your making your financial decisions and all of your choices. So I want to share with you a real life scenario that one of my clients faced. And then she came to me to help her fix her emotional mind and the money mess that she got into. So she was going through a divorce and then moved out of the house without a plan, right? She just ran, decided to purchase another house without really thinking about it in regard to her long-term financial goals, right? And so she decided to take out hundreds of thousands of dollars from her retirement account to use as the down payment on her home. And she didn't realize that this is now going to be taxed as income plus a 10% penalty that she's now going to owe come tax time in April. Plus, she purchased a home that needed work and then took out large amounts of credit to pay for all these repairs, like a lot, a lot, a lot. And the home that she purchased was also way out of her price range. I mean, regardless of what the mortgage broker told her, I mean, I've spoken about this several times, right? They will tell you, you qualify for this enormous amount of money to pay for a house that you really shouldn't be buying, right? And that happened to her, right? I mean, hey, she qualified, right? And she didn't ask for help before the purchase. And she didn't know what she was doing, right? And now she's paying almost three times, three. Did you hear this? Three times what she was paying before for her, just her mortgage payment, just the mortgage payment, nothing else. I mean, like I could go on and on and on about how she let her emotions drive her decision to purchase this home. And now we're cleaning up this mess. And she set herself back years and years. But thankfully, she came to me for help 
So now she's getting her plan in place and we're repairing the damage, right? And it's going to take time to recover from this emotional purchase, but at least she'll be able to do it. Go back and listen to episode number five. It's called, Are You Afraid of Divorce? And if you're in that place right now and you're sitting there wondering if you could leave because you just don't know, you really just don't know if you could make it on your own, creating a plan before you leave and taking steps to prepare yourself to be able to make it on your own wins every time. You want to take a step back, right? And focus on the facts instead of your feelings, right? It's sometimes really challenging to do that, but just having that in your minds and being mindful of that is just really a matter of breaking down the numbers in your financial plan, right? And then you can prove that it makes sense, right? So we want to focus on the facts instead of your feelings. And by doing that is focusing on the numbers and your goals. So if you think your emotions might be affecting your ability to think rationally about any type of situation, you might want to focus on the facts at hand, right? So writing everything that you know to be true about the situation can really help those details stay top of mind, right? And that helps you review your personal scenario with clarity, right? And that that helps you to gain more clarity about what it is that you might be so nervous about, right? Or you can talk things over with someone you trust and it helps you to bring in an outside perspective. And then also, of course, I'm always here to help as your money coach, right? I help you to manage your emotions when it comes to money so that you can make smart financial decisions, right? And I help hold you accountable to the things that you say you want to make sure that you actually get them because it's your emotions that will take you out every time right? So when your emotions cloud your judgment, right, then you make impulsive choices and that happens every time, right? And of course, then you feel guilt or shame about your impulsive decision and then you overthink it to death and then you keep repeating the cycle over and over and over until you're stuck and then you have no idea how to get yourself out. And then you feel like no matter how hard you try, some situations make it nearly impossible to separate your feelings from the facts, Right. So if you do feel like your emotions are clouding your judgment, it's really important to recognize what triggers them. So instead of letting your emotions run your financial life, you can replace those unhelpful thoughts and habits with better ones. So where do you start? So first, be honest with yourself because you can't help yourself if you're not honest. Right. I know someone who has a therapist but lies to her therapist. Like, why? Why bother? (laughs) I just don't get it. Right. So be honest with yourself. You know how much I love journal prompts. Even if you don't write this down in your journal, these are some great questions to just ask yourself and to dig deep for the answers. All right, so here's some questions. These will get you started. These are some really great questions. I always give you some wonderful thought-provoking questions. What was your earliest memory about money? What did you learn about money from your parents? What did you learn about money from your other family members, or your friends? What did you learn about money from your environment? And that includes TV, movies, social media, basically everywhere. How do you use money today and what role does it play in your life? What was your socioeconomic status growing up and how did you feel about it? How did you feel about it then and how do you feel about it now? Same or different? This is one of my favorite questions. What is your biggest financial fear? 
Why do certain emotions or behaviors show up when money is involved? What core values do you believe in? And are your financial habits supporting those values? These are some really thought-provoking questions. I love these questions. And I mean, change always starts with awareness. Awareness is part of my four-step framework, right? M-A-V-Y. We have mindset, awareness, values, and you're in control. So awareness is, is one of the keys, right? And when you understand the roots of your behaviors, then you can begin to relearn them, right? Or replace them entirely. Even though your wealth planning is driven by the facts and numbers, right? It's also important to really realize that your feelings and the, your beliefs about money is totally personal. Remember what I always say, personal finance is personal. You dedicate so much of your life to earning your money right? And so much of what you do requires money in some shape or form, right? And us humans, we're emotional beings by nature. We're living an emotional life journey. As you grow your wealth, it's important to work with a money coach who can help to keep you accountable and help you from making these detrimental, emotionally driven decisions. How you use your money says so much about you, and it's so definitely worth understanding. Remember, you didn't learn about money in school, right? Neither are your kids. So of course your feelings about money are all emotional. It's time to take your power back. Take your control over your finances so that you can confidently create wealth. Fill your bank accounts. Be debt-free. Have fun. Stop living paycheck to paycheck so that you can teach your kids how to have a healthy money mindset and then get them set up for life. Maybe they'll even be a multimillionaires by the time they're your age, like my son. If you like this episode, please be sure to rate five stars, leave a glowing review, and subscribe so that you'll never miss an episode. Please also share it with your friends. You sharing an episode of Moms Who Money could change someone's life forever. Please tag me at Eileen Joy Money Coach. And thank you so much for being here today. I'm so grateful for you. Please take a moment to thank yourself for being here today and taking the time to invest in yourself. And remember that you are your own best investment. And I'll see you next week. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. If you loved what you heard today, please share on your social media and tag me at Eileen Joy Money Coach so I can see which episodes you're loving. The only way this podcast grows is by you sharing it. Please rate, review, and subscribe down below. See you next week.